This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. Right, we're back for another Question Time episode. But before we get into that, Coltrane Cup, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know what? It's a curse tipping comp, is it? Anyway, mate. It's the worst. Seriously, but look, I mean, I never thought I'd cop a worse, um, a worse Sharks loss than when I sat on them all year in 2014 yeah and then asada hit them the week i was gonna tip them and their whole team didn't play but uh yeah this one's right up there with the dumbest loss of the season on on saturday yes and i you know again not saying i'm some genius but i did warn you of that one before you picked yeah, it yeah i got three you would, teams left to pick with six weeks it, to go i was surprised you were the only person to pick them that's what, what I, I said. Surprised I wasn't by. surprised i didn't say they were gonna win i was just yes. more surprised that no one else picked them at that point yes. but and I know, Especially because like, I thought it might have been a good zag with people knowing that a lot of people might have to hit the Warriors, but no one's at the Warriors either. So, um, yeah. yeah. And But it's more, um, I just saw them, had, as I said to you last week, that the Tigers around 23. That's what I would have had my eye on. And it's also an away game. So, but and do what you got to do. I obviously got the W last week uh, with, got, with the Raiders, which was not the best one, but, you know, had to get it out of the way. But I have three teams to pick and four rounds left. So I have. Warriors, Cowboys, Bulldogs left and one round to, sp- to play with. So I'm going to pretty tight. Like if something, yeah. I know what I'm picking. I have my la- I've had my last five or six games picked out since like, since I didn't tip the Raiders in that game, you know, when I talked about the Raiders manly, so I didn't tip them then. I had to really plan the rest of my season out. So yeah. I've had the same, th- I've the same plan since like round 17 and it hasn't, it's been okay. I, Broncos fucked me. But I have worries this week against the Sharks. I, I sorry, against the, uh, the Bulldogs. I don't really want to do it, but I... I think there's going to be... Can- like, I know most people who are still alive. And not that I'm really alive anymore, so it doesn't really matter. But I know a lot of people have left Warriors and Bulldogs. So I just don't think I want to be on either side of that carnage. So I'm just tipping South because I can. Yeah, the the um, Warriors-Bulldogs game there, I was really confident... Bef- like before the Bulldogs went and picked up two more forwards. And I know like Ryan James and Horsburgh aren't exactly killing it this year, but like they were, before they turned up there, it was like, I don't know what they're going to start. Like they're going to have who at prop. I don't know. I was like, this, this would be easy. But now the Bulldogs have, have um two good, uh, decent loan players. Their pack probably is good as, the Warriors one, which we know has been falling apart, but the Warriors have an opportunity of Townsend and Wade Egan both playing, apparently. So I love the idea that the Raiders have basically sent the Bulldogs reinforcements ahead of uh, a game against Newcastle in two weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no, because they, they kind of need the Knights to lose some games. Yeah, I know. So it's the Bulldogs take it, and they also play the Warriors as well. So I like yeah. it as well. And, it, and I know some Raiders are upset about it for some reason, but they think, Why? They just got, as always, people get mad first. It's like, well, the the loan deals have like you know return clauses in them, like they're allowed to come back. So like, if you even had injuries, we had to play Ryan James on Corey. You just get them back. There's no yeah. negatives. They're just playing. For, there's no this World Cup. They're just playing footy because they can. But yeah, I have the Warriors this week, um, and then my rest of my run, like I won't reveal it yet, but it's pretty I'm pretty locked in. I have to pick the Warriors, Cowboys, Bulldogs. I don't think it takes a genius to figure out where I'm picking those games. I just. 
just it's just such a dumb loss. I'm so annoyed. Yeah. No. All right. Still annoyed, <laughs> huh? Well, it's um because at one point you were like you were, you were sitting up there. All right. Uh we- yeah, just two bad tips, really. I think the Raiders Titans one and this one just screwed my season. So what yeah, we're gonna do have to, and we're gonna have to give all the people that finish about both of us something, so we'll get there. That was your stupid idea. I wasn't on board with that from the start. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I thought you'd be better, mate. You're an experienced well, veteran, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, again, the dumbest loss of the entire year. Yes. But it's a yeah. good incentive for people get, getting into the cold game. Come yeah, into it next uh, year. They get to keep going. And if you see how bad Bungard is, you know you're going to win something. I don't like, like how this is how, pivoted. How many people are winning? Like 40 people are winning something now? I don't know. It's point, not 40. It's like 25. At one, at one point, we were looking at like four people. Also, they start to beat you as well. So. I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. I think, like, um, yeah, look, I just, it's just all very annoying. Yeah, I do like. One of my like fifth or sixth it hasn't been updated yet. I don't care, but um, I'm sitting up there. But again, I have tough run in. I get like everyone has to pick the bulldogs at some point, so I've got a loss coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Anyway, um, before we move to the questions, we were supposed to talk about this in the last episode. We forgot to talk, forgot to talk about it, but we should because it's one of your boys, uh, George Burgess. No, they actually signed Tom Burgess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you, if you look at the website, they signed Tom Burgess. But George Burgess to the Dragons on a two-year, highly incentivized contract, and and you know you know the they know what they so they know that we're actually going to be because they have to put out the highly incentivized contract thing there. But what do you reckon about George Burgess coming back to? to well, rugby I mean, I don't watch the Super League. The last time I remember George Burgess doing anything, didn't he get demolished by like? A reserve grade forward, like on the goal line, playing for whatever team it was. Yeah, like, he played. Who uh, was that? Eight games last year, um, and then he had hip surgery uh, in March this year, so he's in rehab this whole time. Uh, and then, yeah, he comes comes back next year. At you know, he'd be thirty. He won't seem that old, but like we saw how he moved last time he played the NRL. It'd be. I'd be very surprised if he's a week-to-week contributor just because he already looked quite finished NRL level before he went to the Super League, but he's had his hip injury since then. So maybe he can come and contribute. And I guess the best thing you can say about it for the Dragons is it's incentivized, the contract is. But I think the worst thing you can say about it for the Dragons is that it's just another, like, yeah, boring old signing. I Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not filling me with excitement if I'm a Dragons fan. But um, yeah, and I've heard by the way, and I don't know if I'm breaking news here, but okay. Josh Maguire is available for other clubs already. Oh, all right. Well, it's like, okay. you know, like, great. What are we doing? Like, that's an old guy you just signed and they could be going out, but you just can bring more old energy and I don't, can't get my head around that. And the other thing they're rumored to do is split most Zenbai's salary. This one is, what are you doing? 400, like, Somehow the Tigers would still be left paying 400k for him and feel so good about it if they got 400k off his yeah. contract. Yes, <laughs> they'd be so happy to get like he's not an honest like Moses Zembai had a lot of talent, was a contributor to the Bulldogs. He's not a 150k player in first grade for me right now. He's not. No, I think that's I think that's fair. And what do they do with him next year? Does he play like uh, musical chairs with Jack Bird? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never really understood the point of Moses Embai, but um, no, like he was a had potential as like a six, like a decade ago. He looked electric a couple of times for the Bulldogs, like way, like 
way back in the past. But yeah. I don't and, then, know, and then he looked all right at fullback, and then he ended up like a, a hooker, then at, in the centers, and then he ends up just like not being good at any of them. Mm. So I just, I just envision a world where he like goes to the Dragons, and that's like one week he's center, Jack Bird's fullback. The next week they switch. Another week, Mbai's hooker, and Jack Bird's on the edge. Then one of them's at five, at five eight. Like I can't stand that signing, and it's just like they're just signing known quantities. If they, if that happens, I mean. George at least sounds like it's not going to be paying him much money, but a, the rest of it's like George is a throw at the stumps. Whatever. I mean, is. if he's if he's half the player he was in twenty, which he's probably not, but if he was half the player he was in twenty fourteen, that's a great signing. Like, but I reckon people not. wouldn't believe me if I told them how many games Moses Zembide played this year because he's that anonymous. He's played nineteen games this year. I was going to guess fifteen. So yeah, and it's his most games since twenty seventeen at the Bulldogs, but it's like. You know, he's just been on the bench half of them, but you wouldn't even know he's played that many games, honestly. You can't remember right. contributing much, so don't like mm-hmm. that. And one more signing rumour before we move on, mm-hmm. and it's only rumour, but Chris Gary has said the Broncos mm-hmm. are chasing uh, Joey Manu. Ooh. Which is... Uh, An actual where, good signing. Yes. and Well, they're looking at all these terrible front row forwards they don't need, so I'm going to ignore that. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> but... Uh, but if they get, you know, it's just good to hear them chasing. I know I'm not saying they're going to get him, but I think everybody, every man and his dog knew they were going to chase Kalen Ponga come November. And they probably chase Cam Munster too. It's just good to see them looking at other options. And honestly, offered Ponga and Manu out there. If, say, it was Manu 800K and Ponga $1.3 million, I'm taking Joseph Manu. Because yeah. Manu plays, like, plays every week. And doesn't play Origin. You need it's, it's a fa- he's a fantastic player. I think that is just about the best signing your team could make. Yep, so. I agree. That's, that's if they do. I don't think they. I don't think they will. I reckon probably stay at the it's, Roosters. But, but it's fun to dream. It is. Well, it's just good to see them looking at an actual good player. Like, mm, that is refreshing. That. Rather than like you know what, let's take together a couple of shit veterans again. <laughs> See yep. what happens. Anyway, that's it. Anything else you want to talk about before we hit the news? Uh, sorry, the questions, Bunga. Um. Nah, I'm good. Uh, everything's fine. <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, not really. No, it's not. But everything is everything. You got a PS5. That's that's new. I got. I finally got on the pre-order list for a PS5, so that's nice. Uh, my new PC is coming as well. So big, big, uh, big week of nerding out for you, big, boy. Big lockdown um, vibes, mate. Well, like, yeah, no. I mean, I've I had my current PC since 2010. Like, it barely runs anything. Um, like the most the most RAM I can use playing a video game is like Among Us or like Game Boy Advance simulators. Yeah. So uh, it'll be nice to like crack through my Steam back catalog that's been accumulating because I can't yeah. play anything. Um, but yeah, so that should be coming this week. I bought a Steeden and a basketball to go to the park and just practice threes and sideline conversions. So at the same time, yes, we're gonna do one after the other just repeatedly. Yeah, I'm also working on my new computer. We'd be planning on doing a video podcast this year until yeah, we but... realize that our computer yeah. can't handle that. Um, <laughs> I, I will say, though, um, Rebel Sport delivered the kicking tee today, but not the basketball or the student. I do like so, they, they paid shipping twice as well. I don't understand. So I've got a kicking tee now, but nothing to put on it. Did they tell you? Because I've had that when I've ordered things. From yeah. Target. They've sent them from different stores. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. But I just assumed that they were both supposed to be here on Monday. It's now nearly Thursday. Yeah. It's, well, it's Wednesday night we're recording this. It's not here. So was it best Oz case Post or someone else? Uh, yeah, it was. So yeah. I, I don't really understand. But um, uh-huh. yeah, we, we we live and we wait. I mean, it's not like I've got months. And I think, okay. um, I think, um, I think 
uh, mascot was one of those ones that just the posts stay up all year round. Like they don't take them down for cricket or anything. So yeah, they got nowhere. So sorry. that's it. Go- becoming goalkeeping experts, are we? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, now? pretty much. Yeah, for when we eventually uh, get a lockdown and I don't know, we get we join a goal kicking team. Yeah, <laughs> just just goal kicking. Anyway, question time. Are you serious? <laughs> we're gonna have me of questions. Okay, questions over on patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. First question, Cam Beswick. Favorite three moments from the Olympics, both Oz and non-Oz. Yeah, all right. Um, so I I think, all right, well, I'll do my three. I'm sure we'll have a little bit of overlap at least, but Andrew Gay's crying on TV is mm-hmm. probably number one or two. The, high, the two high jumpers hugging each other. I, th- I loved that. Yep. And um, uh, I don't want to just say that I don't want to cop out and say the, the performance of the swimmers overall. Actually, no, that's that's fourth because Jess Fox as well, number three. Yeah. So that's my top three. Uh, so I'm going to do three Aussie and three non-Aussie, and I'll and I'll wrap into one. The whole one being the Boomers. So Paddy, Joe Ingalls, and Andrew Gasing, and and I really like that moment. And I know it's not everything's about rugby league, but it is to me. <laughs> People know, but I really like that moment because Andrew Gaze, when he spoke after that game, he spoke about the struggle for his father and for him. And when like there was 40 registered players, whatever, in the country playing basketball all those years ago, whatever, they fought. And then with the international game that, you know, we've won a medal, there's recognition and validation for like him and his dad's years of work all that long, that long, that long period of time. And I sat there thinking, there's somebody in another country who is the rugby league version of Andrew Gaze. It's probably that, uh, what's it, Robert Bergen guy. Yeah, in Brazil. <laughs> and we're not even letting him have that chance. And it's just, you know, it's just upsetting. I watched that. Obviously, the moment was fantastic. I thought about that instantly. It's like, yeah, look at what what this means. A bronze medal, which we don't really celebrate bronze medals. Look what that means to our country, to that program, to those athletes. And some of those guys on that team, like, that boomers team probably could make you know more salary than you know combining half of the Australian other athletes together, but you know that meant the most to them. It felt like so that was, mm. I thought that was a fantastic moment. That's obviously number one, clear for mine. Uh, number two, and this this was a toss up, but it's it's Jess Fox I've gone with number two just because like again with canoeing, none of us give a shit honestly. It's true. So, sorry, most of the time, but we've just. She's just been something like she's been, you know, I hate saying, oh, she's our Jess, but it's been, we've been following her for so long that like, it's very rare that a niche athlete gets, grabs a national attention like she does. Yeah. And yeah, just a great story and a great performance and yeah, good. She got that gold. And then three is probably, is you going to say, you're going to say all the women, but I'll go with um Katie Ledecky's, sorry. <laughs> the coach Hitness beating Ledecky And then Dean, Dean Boxel's moment So that <laughs> moment there Yeah um, Yeah good shout I'm trying to think A couple other International ones um, That marathon run Who knocked all the water Off the table um, <laughs> Yeah I was going to say Number one is the two high jumpers Yeah I mean look Yeah we talked about it A little bit last week Right but look If you if you were upset by that You were a fucking loser Yes <laughs> And then uh, Number two Not really a moment But it is a moment How all of a sudden For the entire Olympics until the last day, because they ended up winning the gold medal. The entire big C American media just all shook hands and agreed 
to sort their leaderboards by the total medal count mm-hmm. until the last day when the when America got ahead, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they sorted it by most goals. I do want to defend <laughs> America briefly. I feel like they've all, Americans have always done that. Have they? Yeah, they've always done most medals, and because I remember this being looks very funny because of it. Because I remember being, um, I remember being in America during an Olympics and thinking it was weird. So yeah. I feel like they've always done that. But also, I think someone pointed out that regardless of which way you sorted it, they'd still win every single Olympics. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and my my random one for number three, the Tunisian swimmer. I can't not going to try and say his last name. Oh yeah, this was cool. Eighteen year old Tunisian winning this freestyle, four meters freestyle. The fifth gold medal ever for his country. Like that's a dude that wouldn't have had support, money, anything. Doing it at eighteen years old, like, fuck, like fucking amazing effort. Uh, like very rare that the Olympic Olympics does level the playing field a lot, but still a lot of it's still about who has the most money and what program, who invests the most, and whatever. It's very rare you see a swimming medal get taken by one of those countries because mm. everyone else invests so much into swimming. Like Australia, the Great Britain, now to China, America are so invested in swimming. It is so rare that a, a dude with no support can come and do what he did. Yeah. But that was awesome. Um, yeah, totally. I had, a, I had a great time. I really enjoyed the Olympics. Yeah. So, like, it'll be the most I ever watched an Olympics, maybe till 2032. Even then, I, I might think, have watched yeah. more than that. It really did come along at the perfect time for us. And then other good moments. It was cool seeing the athletics the track and field team have moments like Ron Browning and then obviously uh, old the, mate. The decathletes. The decathletes, like Cedric Dubler. What a name. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse's about yelling at him. Like, it was good to see. And we, and we had a, a silver medal in the high jump from a very religious, weird person. So that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, next question. Maddie McPherson. <laughs> Given the choice, would you rather a gold medal or a rose gold medal? Ooh. Well, I mean, the boys got their rose golds. <laughs> That's what they were yeah. calling them. I did yeah. like, um, after, the, I don't know if you saw this, but Summer League games on in America. And of course, American athletes went back and were allowed no quarantine or whatever. But Bam Adebayo is sitting on the sideline of a Summer League game, just holding his gold medal, just dangling it between his feet. That's sick. That's <laughs> great. I appreciate that. Nathan Thorson. Jesus. Mm-hmm. You've been charged for a crime. Jesus. Which coach in world sport would you want yep. to represent you in court? And which coach <laughs> would you want as far away from the case as possible? All right. So the latter is easy. You don't want Bill Belichick anywhere near this. <laughs> Just wouldn't answer any questions. He would. That's it. Yeah, we He's have, got a we're, we're, to... And he'd, he'd, he'd probably... He would, unless I'm the scrappiest of scrappy white slot receivers, he'd just let me go. Would. <laughs> um, you want Nathan Brown there? Do you? Yes. The the PR master. What are you PR talking master. about? I mean, my, my number one, I understand what you say. My number one was Greg Popovich. See, again, he's got that same sort of... No, he's um, very smart. and he, he is extremely smart, but yeah. he's got that same sort of recalcitrant attitude that Belichick has sometimes. I think a better answer would be uh, Jose Mourinho. Now, there's a, a charismatic man. And th- yeah. that's a man who somehow in every single situation where he feasibly should be to blame for something he manages to pass it on to someone else and people just go yep yeah that's, yeah. Yeah. that's a good one too there's probably some coach out there who's also a lawyer yeah man, that's, we're, that's boring we're gonna get mansplained nah. <laughs> don't tweet me i don't yeah, care I, please please don't <laughs> uh just brandon he's a long one this is a quick here's a question 
With Anthony Dawn retiring, will the Titans be able to find another player with two first names to continue their run of being the premier two first name team? They don't want to rest in their laurels. In spite of already having the likes of Ashley Taylor, Brian Kelly, Philip mm. Sammy, Aaron Clark, uh, Patrick Herbert, Jared Wallace, Nathan Peets, Tana Boyd, <laughs> Tino Vasumawali. <laughs> <laughs> In their ranks, unless yeah. um, unless we forget recent stars, uh, Shannon Boyd, Michael Gordon, Kevin Gordon, Ryan James, Tyron Roberts, and Jesse Arthur's. Mm. The Titans may never win a premiership, but they're number one in this critical metric. They are. Uh, That's a very good. They point. are. People also people forget the Titans also had the only guy with two surnames ever in Smith Samuel. Yeah. So um, they're 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 good for a dub. They're good for a twofer. Um, shame about Anthony Don. Okay. Always like him. Uh, Sam Stevens. If there was a 17th NRL team and only considered the best players in both Queensland and New South Wales Cup, where would it sit in the ladder by the end of NRL season and what teams would they be? To make it more interesting, let's say the team is based in Brisbane. For the coach, you can pick any former NRL coach who hasn't got a current coaching job or pick any current NRL assistant that has never been a head coach. Right, we're picking Tim Sheens, right? Well, I was going to say, does Bennett hasn't got a job for next year. No, 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 no. That's true. Kind of okay. You've got to go the genius here. Genius. Yeah, I was going um, to say uh, Cameron Serraldo I might have a pun on as well. But maybe, but that's not, right. no, it's nowhere near as fun. Um, the genius will have like, you know, just chaos, like halfbacks playing fullback, props on the edge, like the whole kit and caboodle. Um, yeah, and a I bench full of like Lincoln Withers sized men. Um, they, they come last though. Oh, uh, I reckon they might come like 14th. Do you reckon they're better? The bull. Do you reckon they're better than the Bulldogs? Well, it's like it's not the same as like other sports where there's a dumb taste. Like, can the co- a college team beat the Cleveland Browns? It's yeah, like, that's no. that's obviously insane. Like, if we're talking just guys who play lots of reserve grade, not guys who are like own, not NRL contracted, you can probably you can probably assemble a pretty good team. And like, there's there's always been capable guys overlooked. We can't forget that there's like half the best half in the competition now. Are guys who weren't like guys like Munster and Cody Walker were overlooked. Jamal Fogarty was overlooked. Like, there's good plays in reserve where they don't get a shot. That's true. But um, also, I just can't see it. I mean, oh, no, I'm uh, not going to be ready to say it's going to finish like 10th. I reckon they could probably jag like 14th. Well, like, 15th. who's going to, like, I don't know. Like, for example, who's who, who's going to be in the team that's that's better than anyone that's like, you? you there's obviously going to be a couple of gems in there, but yeah, like, a couple of guys haven't played. But like, who are you going to have? Like, Danny Levi is going to be a hooker, right? And then no, he's, a, he's a first grade player, mate. No. See, well, that's even worse. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, well, Mil- is Milf is Milf one of your playmakers? No, Mil- Milf counts. He's a, he's a six at this point. Um, okay. I'd have like John O'Rubin. I've no idea how he hasn't played a first grade game, but he's got his fucking 101 Queensland Cup games for 104 tries. On that's quite ring. good. Uh, Mahal's pairing uh, Ezra Mam and uh, Anthony Milford probably. Maybe I'll find another seven. There's no seven in those two. Um, and then you're looking around, like there's some good forwards that, that are down there. Like Nat Neal should have been in NRL a long time ago. You just you never get his shot. Uh, Brendan Piakura sitting there right now. Jack Howell from the Storm. Like there's good plays in reserve grade. Um, I haven't watched enough Cup, as well as Cup the last few years, and it doesn't even count anymore because <laughs> it's turned off again. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, is 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 hashtag smoothie in there at Hooker then? If we can't have Levi, hashtag smoothie. Um, yeah. Maybe I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I just like his bring, name. Bring back Manaya Charrington, mate. Cam, is back. Cam Cullen floating around? He is. Oh okay, god, good. Chris Chard would be very angry. Dustin, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say Cam Cullen. Anyway, the point is, we're really scraping the barrel already, so I think they're coming last. Yeah, fair fifteen. <laughs> okay. The Bulldogs are really bad. That is true. They are. I mean, there'd be good young players down there as well, which there is like, 
Anyway, let's go. Uh, next question from Sam himself. Which starter Pokemon did you usually choose when playing Pokemon Red or Blue? All right. Um, I'd like to alternate around. The last time, the last time I played Red Blue was when they re-released them for 3DS for like five bucks in 2015 or something. And because my wife and I both had 3DSs, I started the game. I managed to get us both all three starters by like trading and starting yeah. again and trading and starting again. But back in the day, Charmander is the most challenging. Uh, Bulbasaur is the easiest at the start. Um, Squirtle is probably the hardest overall because he's not particularly useful in the Elite Four. Um, although Blastoise can learn Blizzard, which is very valuable against Lance's Dragonite. Um, yeah, I, I had a healthy spread of all three, but uh, I think the first time I ever played, I picked Charmander. Yeah, I picked Charmander too. I had Pokemon Blue, by the way, is what I was bought. It wasn't my choice, but I was always a Charmander guy. Um, mm. Never, never picked Bulbasaur, pretty much. Um, yeah. I ended up doing it. Uh, I ended up playing it again, like the first, like lockdown last year, the first one on like emulator on my phone with like, yeah. on, on like three times speed. Yeah, yeah. And, oh man, how good is super speeding those games? It's great. Yeah, and it's like you finish the game. Like, you know, when you get to the end, it's like, oh, you played for four hundred hours. Like, no, I didn't. I played for like ten minutes. But yep. like, I um. Yeah, I did it. With, it's much easier when you can like super speed the grinding with Charmander. You don't have to do the like yeah. the start. I did. Um, I did recently. I did last week finish a mod of Pokemon Emerald, which is considered the hardest Pokemon game uh, ever made. It, I died about two hundred times, but I finished it oh, last yeah. week. So yeah, I played a mod. I forget which one I did on my on the emulator as well. And they're actually awesome. Like they're, the, uh, they're amazing. <laughs> like the one the one I played had like additional islands and things and additional uh what do you call them? I think um like the legendary Pokemon to catch, yeah, yeah. catch and stuff. I, think, I didn't know half the Pokemon though because it's too new for me, but yeah. The Pokemon modding community is up there for me anyway, with the Fallout modding community is like the best ones. So yeah, but the one I did did mate, it has like a like do I know what, do you remember like, what it was called? I, I could I could see on my phone now. I'll see I think I still have the emulator. I haven't played it in forever. But like, yeah, it's um is it fire red no fire red's a real no, game ult- no sorry ultraviolet oh okay fire yeah, red hack. yeah yeah i'm like fire red's definitely a real game yeah but um but, but it has like a um guide online i found when i, I just yeah. looked, I tried yeah, yeah, googling yeah. and it's like yeah it's got like a, a 400 page playthrough and it's like all these little secrets that yeah dude it's did, did, and the main thing there. they do is make the ai less brain dead in battles which yeah. makes the game so much more fun and harder so yeah like in gen one you can just beat Oh, they're not you doing can... sand attack for seven times in a row. Yeah, like if they had this, AI had a thing where it would use the same move over and over again if it was super effective type, even if it was a non-damage move. So like, yeah. if you face Lance with like a Zubat, it'll just use agility over and over again. Like it will yeah. never use Hyper Beam against you. So it's like just so easy. But yeah, yeah, Got okay. him in there you are. <laughs> Next question. Paul Max says, do you think the Boomers are now Australia's favorite national team? Mm. And he said, maybe rank the top five, which would be very hard. They're top two. Well, I think the Matildas still have them. The weird thing, I said it, tweeted it during the Olympics. The weird thing is, like, I actually cared. Like, obviously, I was surprised Australian how sad sport. I was when they lost. Yeah, but it's it. But I was so invested in their, their run. And there's so many players I like. Because like, obviously I cheer for the cricket team, but a lot of my cheer for the cricket team was I want the English to lose. Like when we yeah. play Ashes, like fuck England. But actually, I don't like half our players, you know. Or uh, the Wallabies, who gives a shit? The I cheer for the Kangaroos in rugby league because mostly we play against England and New Zealand. So it's like no, yeah, I'm so not I go for England in rugby them. league because yeah. they yeah. 
But yeah, I cheer for them even though I don't enjoy it. It's like, no, I'm doing this because like, you know, the All Blacks have never cheered for the Wallabies. You know, they don't give a shit. They can win a million games. They don't want to cheer for us. But yeah, I would say I would say the cricket team is still in general Australia's favorite, sadly. They just, I'm but, not so sure. I, they're definitely the most watched, but I wouldn't yeah, say that in terms favorite. of, I think favorite is the key word here. I think yeah. if it's most pop, like most watched, yes, yeah. I agree. But I just, I don't think that there is, you, like if, for example, and look, a lot of this is like almost sexism due to how patronizing it is. But like, if yeah. the if the cricket team turned up to World Cup and shat the bed like the Matildas did, in a couple of those games, they wouldn't have been called like brave and all that stuff. They'd be hounded by the media. Um, yeah. So I think people still, I think the Matildas have a lot of goodwill that the cricket team doesn't have, which, you know, is in part due to the cheating and all that stuff and having like pricks on the team. But yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So I did just Google that when we we're talking there. There's been a study done a year ago. Oh. And the top five teams for Australia were all women's? No, top four. It was the Matildas. No, sorry. Women's cricket team came nah, first. No, that's somewhere. that's cap. That's garbage. Come then on. Matildas. It what must have been. Oh, because it's just after the T Twenty World Cup. No, nah, that's that's, that's nonsense. It was done like a month after the T Twenty World Cup. So that's obviously what's in the mind. So that says Matildas second. Women's sevens was third. No, 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 no. Just stop reading this. This and Nepal's a fourth. And then nah, nah, men's T nah, Twenty nah. was the highest. Nah. And the men's T Twenty team is the worst side. That absolute garbage um yeah. the i would go matildas uh boomers uh men's cricket team socceroos and i just don't think the wall of the women's cricket team has anywhere near as much cut through as the matildas do in terms of yeah. like mainstream interest so i would probably just by default have the wall of these fifth god and so three years ago by the way because this does all obviously change all the time another group did a study and i believe the socceroos are first Again, like the it's, the Socceroos are at an all time low on popularity at the moment because like fans of other A League clubs hate Graham Arnold. So okay, it's a like, group either. But you want to know who is the the most popular team? Who first? None of the above. Great. <laughs> the, the problem when they do these surveys, dude, it's like when you'd read those bullshit Roy Morgan things where they'd be like, oh, the Melbourne Storm have the most fans of any team, or yeah. the Sydney Swans. It's because like yeah. if you if your research in inverted capitals is like stopping someone on the street in Sydney and asking yes. them which AFL team they support and feeling like they have to give an answer. They'll just go, yes. oh, uh, Swans. And the same reverse Melbourne rugby, uh, rugby league team. They'll but go, oh, the Storm. The reason but- I want to mention this one, why it's interesting, is that ca- Socceroos first, Kangaroos second, okay. Wallabies, baggy, the Baggy Greens, they called them, Boomers, the Diamonds... The netball team that is, yeah. then the Gilderoos, then the Matildas. Okay, that's absolute garbage. That's insanity. Um, it is. As you said, it's like did they they ask these questions around? They were next to the SCG when they asked these questions. I, I will <laughs> say though, the um the Socceroos when like uh, I think the 06 Socceroos outrated anything the men's cricket team has ever done. By the way, in terms yeah. of like share of market in Australia, I feel like it was like nine or ten million viewers for the uh, uh, the Italy game. Mate, people so. went to the A-League. Remember that? We did that for like a decade. Mm. It was all in the back of that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for Crazy. me to rate my top five favorite because I, I kind of hate them all. Our individual favorites, do. my number one by a large distance is the Socceroos. Like, they're the only national team I truly, truly care about like, yeah. that I like sweat on the results of. And then, yeah, the Matildas, Boomers, men's cricket team, uh, Dingaroos, fifth. 
Yeah, mine would be number one, Boomers, number two, Cricket Team, number three, Socceroos. I'm surprised then, you had the Cricket Team above the Socceroos. No, I love. Well, mate, I still love Test Cricket. Yeah, me I, too, but like World Cup, though, like, there's no way you're getting as hard for the Ashes as you are for Australia in a World Cup. Come on. I don't know. I kind of am because like I have the World Cup. I just think like the Socceroos, I haven't got faith in at all. I guess. Like, but, and, and rightfully but, so. Yeah, and also because like they play, it's not their fault, but Asian football is garbage. Oh, like, the, yeah. It I is, mean, I love it when we play Japan and Korea and that. Yeah. They have, they're, they're good teams. But yeah, when we play West Asian teams and they just dive and roll around on the ground for the whole game, but, it's so and, tedious. As you know, I, I was once a diehard football fan. It, like, you were. Just, it happened instantly, like two, three years ago. I just stopped watching it. One yeah. summer, I just stopped watching it and I haven't gone back. But the, the less I watch of football every day, the more I can't stand us playing the West Asian teams. Like yep. the the more you can't put up, like because when you get when you watch football every weekend, you're used to the diving and the. Well, I'm so spoiled by Leeds now, who are arguably the most exciting team in the world. That yeah. it all looks shit by comparison, but yeah. it, it looks especially shit when you just watch those teams to shit house and waste time and just. Ugh. Yeah, so that's that makes it. So that's, that's a really good point, soccer, actually. The drag soccer really is down point. for me, mate, because I don't care about those games. I don't care about jagging a nil all draw away in Iran, even though I know it's hard. You know, <laughs> like I don't care because both teams go there not giving a shit who wins. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's a good point. It's so, a really good point. Um, and then I, I'm not going to lie, the Matildas don't come in four for me. It'd be the Kangaroos then, because it, by, by default. Mm. And then maybe, maybe it's the Tillies then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Not so much your age student. If a reality TV show, if a reality TV show is made following the players in the bubble, which players would rise to fame? I don't know. It's probably guys we don't really know much about, right? So, like, it's really tough to answer. But I don't know. Who would you like to see? You can't just cop out and say the Leilua brothers again. No, no. It's it's what it's. It's not even who I'd like to see. It's like who would rise to fame. So different. Mm, it's like okay, who's entertaining the club? I know, like guys, like I've heard, like Josh Kerr, for example, awesome in a dressing room. Yes, Re- yeah, yeah. Like, Fair point. Guys, like people like watching Brandon Smith and Cam Munson. They've already seen that. They won't rise. They're already at fame. I think guys mm. like Josh Kerr is one I've heard of that's that's really entertaining, so he might rise up. I'm trying to think who else that people like I think's funny and, and enjoyable. I don't know Manny John's kid, which is annoying. Is Cooper John's is, is quite entertaining. Uh, Xavier Coates to get more famous, even though he's already famous because he's, everyone likes bullying him and the reactions are funny. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, who else? I feel like I should have better answers for this, but I don't. Oh well. Okay, here's a good one. Warwick Ahern asks, what is one the one skill you are elite at and would you would be in the top 1% of the world? Can be anything. I.e. filling up the card or an exact number, beer pong, etc. Uh, I'm in the top 1% of FIFA players in the world comfortably. Um, but that's, is that does that count as a skill? It's just a video game I'm good at. I guess it does. Oh, yeah, I'm really good at FIFA. Um, Not a real skill, so that one would count, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, look, if everyone who's ever played beer pong was in a room, we'd be near the top. But no, like, it's impossible so. to say. We're not in the top It's been 1%. so long. I was so bad the last couple of times I played because we don't get to party anymore. That's true. That is the main... Until... Not getting your reps in. No, I've got I've got one for you, Vanguard. And this yeah. one, I don't know if I'll get cancelled with saying this, but you know what I'm good at, Vanguard. Oh, uh, you can't say that. I can't yes, say that. You are, no, you please, <laughs> you cannot. But yes, you are, by well, a wide was... margin, the best at that. Uh, finding the, I'll just say no. finding the worst fight of a person. Yeah, okay. you are elite. You send that. me a hot person, I'll show you why they're not. Yeah, he does it every time. Every every person is ruined for me. Every single uh, undefeated. One. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah uh but something a bit more obscure than like just being good at a video game i guess um i am really good at yep. spitting out a piece of chewing gum and then volleying it before it hits the ground, just kicking the shit out of it. That's an Olympic event too. That could be. It could be like, you know, you got the same setup like the javelin. Yeah. I'm really good at that. I never miss. Yeah. Um, um like, yeah, if if you what am I good at that's really useless? No, I don't know anymore now. I don't do any more of the it used to be throw rubbish in a like a wrap up anything in my hand and throw it in a bin from a distance. Mm. But I think that's be a competitive field, though, wouldn't it? You'd think so. No, I think that's my one. Out right. of the randoms, because so, top one percent is a is a cream to the top. Yeah. Oh, also just uh, in, swearing for no reason. You, you, <laughs> I think every Australian would claim to be in the top one yeah. percent of that. But you're in the top one percent of that group. So, yeah, yes, so, that's fair. Cam yeah. <laughs> Beswick again. Does Melbourne's performance issue hurt, help, or have no effect on Cam Smith's goat case? Um, that is a good question. I think we have to throw it out partially because of just like how much of a piss take this whole season has been. Yeah. But it's a good point. It's a really good point for the people that hate Cam Smith. It's been the best thing they could have hoped for. Yeah. But it's like, I get that, but it's like, I don't think he should be dinged because the club had Harry Grant ready and waiting, you know, and Brent was there too. Like we'll see, but this year doesn't really help, but if they just like stay as the best thing ever winning all the big games for the next decade again, hard to argue. Anyway, uh, six again says, would the six again rule have happened if refs applied the same standards consistently in 2018, 19, as they did to JWH on the weekend? Um, they yes. were for a few weeks and then everyone it would have still happened, mate. It just dep- Look, I think the way you reframe this question is, would it have happened if the like, four people that have influence on the game for whatever reason complained about the way that standards were applied in 2018 and 19 leading to piss takery and the ruck reaching all-time highs as a result maybe it's different then yeah i mean that's the thing though a lot of it the whole thing came about about a a narrative basis not a reality basis anyway and that was always that was there commentators were doing this garbage at referees and penalties and bitching and moaning and all that garbage about, you know, letters from fans and I was talking to people at the pub, whatever. All this shit didn't matter that wasn't real was what caused the controversy. And blame referees and foul calls or penalties or, you know, whatever calls and exists in every sport. But we're like the only sport that just did this. <laughs> like, this entirely changed the rules. And there is obviously feedback matters. It does matter to the game. And for fan feedback, it does matter. And there's tweaks that he made that you can look at the basketball right now they're trying to fix up the fouls. The foul, they give, fouls are too soft. It makes the game shitter. They're trying to fix it. They're not just getting rid of fouls, shooting fouls, then, are they? Like, you know what? Instead of instead of getting shooting fouls, you're just gonna get the ball back again. And every time you're gonna get the ball back again. No, they didn't do that. <laughs> Hang on a uh, minute. Is this what? this might be breaking news? Sorry, what? but um, apparently Will Chambers said to Matt Lodge, "You shouldn't be on the field. You should be in jail for what you've done." Well. Is Will Chambers back? <laughs> is he getting? Is he, is, has he been recalled? Is he playing this week? Uh, and then continues. Don't worry about me. Chambers is alleged to have said to O'Sullivan before pointing towards Lodge. Worry about what that bloke is doing to your sister. I mean, that's just top class band up. <laughs> Will, Chambers, <laughs> Will Chambers is back. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Oh, he got a little too personal, did he? No, he got a little too. 
little too honest. He hit the truth too hard, did he, buddy? That's it. He hit it home. Oh, I can't believe that. We're Will Ch- Are we a Will Chambers podcast now? Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> God. That, that, I mean, you know, that's just genius. I mean, what do you do now? People like Cameron George should apologize publicly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn. I love that. Like, where's that come out? Is that in the paper? Uh, is it? James Phelps in the Daily Telegraph 20 minutes ago. So that's great. Have they called it disgraceful? They've kind of played it pretty neutral. It's just, um, it says, um, uh, it says uh, the headline is uh, Chambers slammed Lodge over criminal history, which I guess is pretty neutral. Yeah. So that's, that's it. So I haven't said like disgraceful sledging. No. Which, and how could you? Like, how can you say something is disgraceful yeah. when it's true? Yes. That's it. According to sources at both clubs. <laughs> it's a sh- look, um, Reese Brown's just pointed out on our Discord, it's a shame the Dragons don't play the Sharks again. Yeah. I mean, why didn't you know people talk about like those didn't happen the year awards things and they're like and everybody cheered. Yeah. Why did that happen there? All the players should have stopped and applauded Will. <laughs> I, I can't believe this. Like Will Chambers is back, baby. What and he king? got dropped for that. Nah. God damn. Uh, don't worry about it. this is great. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Uh, it's not important. <laughs> no, 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 the next question. Now we're going over to Discord anyway. Right. Um, do we give me the yeah. answer to that one yet? Yeah, uh, before you go to Discord, I'll give a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon service. Remember, the only way to guarantee that your question is answered, um, unless we forget about it because something funny happens in the middle of it, like just then, uh, is to be a member of our Patreon. And I would like to give a quick mention to the people in the top two subscription tiers. And they are Chris Avnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Bezwick, Chris Lade, CTO, Dan Cullinane. Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JCG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Doma 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Little Cloud X, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the not so mature age student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support and to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. <laughs> well Chambers. <laughs> very good. I mean, yeah. As you said, he obviously came back, hasn't been very good, and he's brought back to sledging to the next level, knowing this is his last chance. It's his last year. Get them all out. And that's just um, some all-time sledging. Okay. Over onto Discord. It comes from Legitimate Sadness. His question for Bungard. I don't know exactly where you fall on the vegan spectrum. Okay. Because people do it for different yeah, no, reasons. No. Yeah, yeah. One idea, though, is that we shouldn't eat animals or animal products because they can't give consent to this. Okay. Would these people be perfectly okay with eating humans provided that person given consent before dying? Well, this happened, right? Yes, it this did. happened in Germany. Asking, yeah. Um, and I was fine with it. If some dude wants to get eaten and some dude wants to eat him, that's not that's, that's not our business. <laughs> Why is that our business? Yeah, who's the who's the criminal? Yeah, <laughs> some dude says I want to die and I want someone to eat my flesh, and some other guy says I want to eat someone's flesh, and they know that's not my business. It's pretty fucked up, but you know, yeah, it's not for us to not for us to judge. I mean, obviously, I think it's weird, and I wouldn't want to be friends with anyone that has desires to eat other humans. But yeah, look, I, I from an ethical point of view, I just. Is it unethical? I don't really think it is. Unless you argue that the person who wants to be eaten has like a mental illness or something and you're taking advantage of them. But I think they both have mental illnesses in that case, right? So it's a play on. 
Eat up. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> okay, next question. V8 Tiger says, random idea for the next Olympics. We do an Olympics draft and we each receive a nation's there are 206 nations in the game, so maybe hard to get that many people on board. Maybe 103 and get two nations each. This, of course, should be for winning money. If your nation gets gold, it's $6, silver, three, whatever, whatever. Anyway, we're doing a draft. So it's an idea for all of us next time, 2024, to draft to make to, to put money in. That could be a Discord thing next Olympics if we're all still around and we all yeah. still care. I love it. The only issue is it's kind of like when you do a anything else sweep compared to a sweep for, I mean, not that I encourage the Melbourne cup, but at least with the Melbourne cup, everyone gets a random horse. You don't know who's going to win. Right. And maybe that's true with like the cricket world cup, but for every other thing that people do sleeps for, it's kind of a waste of time for like two thirds of the participants. Like well, if you, well, I remember like in 2003, people are, oh, they were like, the, the papers had like rugby world cup sweeps in the, in the paper and stuff. It's like, Oh great. I can get Namibia or Japan. Yeah. It's like well, how you do this is that you'd have to have different pools which is fine, but if you get you the US right, yeah, you've been assigned twenty five nations or whatever, you know. So US team gets drawn first. That person gets them. They get one country. Someone else gets China. You know, someone else gets Russia and Australia. Right. Okay. Yeah. And there's some, probably there's probably yeah. like a mathematically fair way to there do is. this. And there's probably yeah, that's it. Going in, if you, you probably do it off, you know, the bloody met the odds of who's going to win it or the medals of the last Olympics and figure out, you know, there might be someone there who has one hundred and twenty countries. Yeah, but, you know, that's and they probably won't even get close to winning it still. But yeah, that you have to compete that way. Because as you said, otherwise, mate, like 206 nations, there is honestly there's two people who can who can win it. So if you're not one of those two, <laughs> rough. Yeah. Yeah. I love exactly. one thing idea. Or even if you did a different type of sweep, you broke it down into certain like in the pool, athletics, whatever. I don't know. We have we have three years to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but I like the I like the, some good building blocks here. Uh, Mario Siegs asks, has man saw the ultimate example of throwing a warm body into a position? Yeah, he's playing fine. It's really easy to play left wing for South. As we've said before. Maybe, yes, probably. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, here we go. So, um, Rough Belly said, what did handsome Toby say to Will Chambers after Kane Evans's jabs? If Evans can't even fold some cunt, what could he fold? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know what Toby said, but there's rumors of what Will Chambers said to Kane Evans that I won't say on here. But if he said those things, he'd be in some trouble. Uh, if Evans can't even fold Chambers, what could he fold? I don't know, but I do love that Like the size he is, he is, he is the season he's had, the opportunity to actually swing, take swings at someone, those are the swings he takes, pathetic. Yeah. Uh, Jez Plus, considering the NRL won't do it themselves, Who's responsible? Responsibility, sorry, is it to call out the refereeing standards in the game? Is it the coaches' risk of fine by doing so and losing label talks by fans? Is it the media, the players, the fans? So what what are you asking for them to call out here? If anyone will do it themselves, who's responsible for calling out the refereeing standard in the game? I mean, is, they I don't call it out too much. <laughs> yeah, I think that. And look, Jess has every right to be pissed off because he's a Roosters fan, and they did get hosed on the weekend. And I don't. We don't usually talk about refs, but we did mention it in that game because, like. It is rare you see a team get like that badly victimized, but I just I feel like in general, rugby league culture is so much worse for this than any other sport that I watch. Like blaming refs and officials for everything that goes wrong. 
Um, uh, and again, I want I want to again. I think the Roosters were really hard done by this week, but I think overall it's pretty overblown. And most of the time, people just don't like to address their own team's well, faults and weaknesses. The refereeing's been far worse the last two years for yes. mine, but but it hasn't impacted results because the results are fucked. So people haven't really bitched about it on the whole. But I think it's been pretty inconsistent, pretty awful. The on-field guys missing heaps was only one of them, whatever. But in the end, like people only really care when games are close. And rugby league was having a lot of close games. We thought referees were deciding them when they really weren't. Like a lot of the times, it's like no, the guy dumb, dumb guy who did a dumb thing was deciding it. And I know the Roosters did get hosed in this game. And as you said, who's responsible for calling out? Almost everyone's called that game out. Like the Daily Telegraph ran that. And it's every time the Roosters get hosed, which isn't that often, but every time they get hosed, the leaderboard of the last five years' penalties comes out. Someone at the Roosters feeds it to the Telegraph every time and reminds them. And like the Roosters have conceded the most, the worst penalty differential since Robertson's been there. But we always seem to ignore that for like the first like four years of Robertson's tenure. All they do is give away penalties for that. Like they're just for free. They kept doing it and doing it and doing it. But anyway, like they get the referees get called out now, sport probably more than they deserve in general. Anyway, Ben Wallace, what is your favorite random conversation that's happened in discord? This is really a question for question time. Mm, not really. He shouldn't. Yeah. He's, yeah. I'll leave that one. Serious. But question. you can be part of all of these random conversations. Yeah. If you go to patreon.com forward slash NRL boom rookies. Serious question says Mario Siegs. Many of us scoff at the flag waving patriotic idiots that our society is seemingly overrun with these days. Yet when Olympics or other major international sport events rolls around, roll around, we scream at the TV, we shed tears of joy in response to our country people's efforts and achievements. Why do we make differentiation and does this make us hypocrites? This is a fantastic question because I've honestly struggled with that for the past two or three weeks. Like, he's right. I don't know how I can go from someone who, you know, hates the government, dislikes police. Um, acknowledges the systemic racism issues in this country, hates the national anthem, all that stuff. And then, you know, when the swimmers are in the pool and it's neck and neck with the Americans with 20 meters to go, oh, I'm on my feet, cheering them home. It's a, it's a really good point. I don't really know how to reconcile with it. I think, I think the answer is that we want the best for our country, but, but it's, it's okay even... to want the best and simultaneously be embarrassed by the worst. I, I think it's different in the sense is that like, I'm not really cheering for my country, as he said. I'm cheering for my country people. I'm cheering for the person representing Australia. Like, same thing like when I can hate, like, for example, I can acknowledge that Anastasia comes from a country with fuck governance, Russia. Whatever, but I love a Russian. I don't love fucking Russia. (laughs) Like, same thing here. It's like I can love australian support australians not love the government not love patriotism and i'm not beating my like waving an aussie flag or singing aussie 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 oil or any of that garbage like but i think there's a differentiation i know you're saying something that you can make you feel like a hypocrite but in the end olympic the olympic itself it's always been a political tool it is the politics sports is politics it always <laughs> I has do. been i mean that's the that's the that's the go-to answer for um idiots who say sports and politics don't mix you put you point them at jesse owens and you point them at the black power salute on the on the podium that's the two i mean but you point them at fucking soviet russia boycott good, in yeah <laughs> if russia do good in olympics putin invades a country you know because it's people are riding high and you can do whatever you want when your team did you know your country you're proud of your country there so do whatever you want over here but i get what he's saying and it's, but, i know, think it's a fair point 
But it, it is, uh, but I wasn't cheering for Scott Morrison or Gladys Berejiklian when I was and also for and also Ariana when Tittles. those people tried to piggyback on the success of Olympians, like when everyone that dickhead them. was like, "Oh, congratulate," and everyone was like, "Shut the fuck up and get us vaccines." So good. And the lame things of like Aussies need to get gold medals and vaccines and stuff too. Old Scomo was doing no well, go that's away, your, mate. That's your fault, mate. That's your fault. <laughs> yes, dickhead. Yeah, but uh, I, I get what he's saying. And I do, like he said, I don't really know the proper answer. There is some differentiation. And I did think going to the Olympics, I did think I'd cheer for Australia less, but I actually didn't. I was shocked how much I was into it. Like I was there fucking fist pumping for beach volleyballers and, 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 and yelling at my TV for swimmers and canoers and all these, all these other nonsense. So like, yeah. And then like sc- screaming, screaming the uh, rowers home, especially when Jack's sister was in it, like all that stuff. Yeah. Like it was all great. But that's it. But at the moment, like, I love Australians, right? But I currently hate Australia, and I think that's a difference. I was cheering for Australians. That's a great point, actually. That I that I liked at the Olympics. I wasn't cheering for Australia. Uh, I didn't cheer for the boomer in the horse thing. So yeah, I didn't. That's cheer consistent for, I didn't, with my moral. Value. I, didn't, I didn't give a fuck about. Like honestly, good on them. I didn't give a fuck about the sailing. I didn't give a fuck about the other sports that Aussies do. I didn't care which if an Aussie won them or not. You know, other ones I just watched. Yeah, I did cheer. I cheered for the Aussie swim thing because I feel like I have like my whole life that's been a thing. It just feels like one of our teams. I cheer for the yeah. boomers. I feel like that. Cheer for athletes. Aussies in athletics because I like athletics and we sucked at it. Didn't give it honestly. Didn't give a shit when the hockey roos or the kookaburras lost because I just don't feel the connection. I, I watched that shootout. I was it was pretty intense. It was, but it didn't didn't just you know. Oh yeah, like as soon as it was over, I didn't care about it yeah. anymore. But I was like in the moment, yeah. I was like, man, come on, boys, hockey. Yeah, so obviously, I picked them over the other team in that. Yeah, situation. fuck you, Belgium. Yeah. You waffle. Yeah, exactly right. But yeah, it's um definitely a hard one to, I think it's hard to tangle with. But again, there's other people you're comparing it to, people who bang, wear the, the flag on their sleeve every day of the week, think we're in America, garbage patriotism, the dumb fuck, you know, fuck off with full morons, even though half our best athletes are migrants or migrant families. You know? Yeah, I, Peter, Peter Boll was a great example of that. I think he actually, yeah. I think, did he tweet that or did someone else tweet it about him? It was like, keep in mind that like all these people cheering for a, uh, a Sudanese migrant, uh, yeah. like a lot of, a lot of them would be like the oh Sudanese gangs are coming to get us like crowd, which is kind of the point you're just making. So, yeah. uh, Hunter Ross and asked, how does this year's Storm team compare to their 2017 side in terms of dominance, and how much do you credit the need, so the new rules and overall poor standards opposition in 2021? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is so hard. I don't know. Like on paper, they're not as good, right? But they're yeah. better. On the I mean, field. Yeah, so. the other team. So the four, if you don't remember now, Storm 2017 lost four games. But they like went, they lost what between like round six and round 18, but they went undefeated from round 20 onwards. Pierced through that finals. Everybody knew before the finals. Who was it? Who'd they smash? They smashed you guys in round 25. They beat yeah. like the they beat like the Roosters and whatever. They had this little run home and like everyone just knew before the finals they're winning the comp. Hey, we all if one of those we all knew they were gonna win the comp. And then they beat Para, smashed us 30 0 and copped North Queensland in the final and pissed it in. Um, it's hard to to really like, as you said, compare the two because it's so dominant this year. But that team that year, like one of the losses that that Titans lost 38, 36, but that team that year was so good at finding a way to win in the margins as well. Like they won a lot of close games too. Um, this year's team supposed to win the comp, but I just don't think I just still think this year's gonna be an asterisk year, and I, it's just gonna be one. 
you know, after this season. I think we'll see some tweaks in the offseason. This was the stays and asterisks year, and that means I can't call it one of the best teams ever, in my opinion, anyway. That is tough to argue with, but, you know, I'll ignore all this if Souths are in the comp. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, next question. We're not going to. So, Steve asks us our top five Olympic moments. We've already kind of done that, but he said top moments of this Olympics Discord channel. Let's not do all of them, but again, I want to shout out like, and Steve mentioned after the Olympics, like that, you know, that communities have always been good. We had on Discord, but that Discord ch- Olympics channel was like, I'll remember that in a year's time. Like, that's the, probably the answer to Ben's question as well. Just all the random nonsense sports that we ne- didn't otherwise care about. Just everyone getting around that. And again, shout out to Jez Plus for just his tireless hours of work. Yeah. So my favorite moment like, that. you know, I, I, I've always liked watching the cycling. We jumped on it. Do we, can we name? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Emma, who's been on the show, Emma Sprouster, who's been at a, a, a high level with cyclist in herself in the past, but, you know, doing things like jumping on the voice chat and getting her to explain things to us, you know, whatever, in, randomly doing that. She, you know, she was there. We had, you know, Jack's sister, Jack Cronin's sister winning a bronze medal. Uh, but there's a lot of good chat the whole way through it. Like everyone riding home the random teams. And yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I was like, I was, there was obviously people more active than I was in there, but I, um, I loved like Jez's work throughout the whole tournament, keeping us all updated. Steve, it was good in there. Liam and were great in there. Yeah. Know, lots of good contributors. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from, oh, damn it, uh, where are we? John, yeah, John, yeah. should this Raiders show show some Olympic spirit and hold a closing ceremony for their premiership window? <laughs> Very good. Yes, get the projector yes. out, mate. That's the that's the fire at the end. Uh, my, Michael L, what do I do now that the Olympics are over and rugby league is a shadow of its former self? Premier League's back on the weekend, baby. Leeds United Football Club, get on board. I'm watching summer league. <laughs> that's a you know for the basketball, not great. Premier League is going to be great for lockdown times as well. Just like yeah get up and watch all the mini matches and stuff because I have nothing else to do. <laughs> Regularly, excuse me, yawning. Regularly wrong says, what's more likely to hit the target? <laughs> a Jack White and pass or a Kane Evans punch? Oh, he hates the Raiders so much. But um, yes. it's a good question. I'm not sure what the answer is. Uh, both have a similar amount of force. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like it. <laughs> I like it. Both have some, actually, yeah, Jack White and pass might be harder. I reckon Jack White. I would rather get punched by Kane Evans than take a Jack White and pass to the face. That's actually a better question. I think, do you agree with that? What Jack White and punch, Jack White and pass. No, Jack White and Kane punch. Evans oh, punch. Yeah, versus Jack White and pass to the face. You have to take one. Yeah, I'm taking the punch. But if it's based on what we saw this week, the yeah, punch, yeah, exactly. Yeah, whereas Jack White can throw a football pretty hard. Again, so. Ben Quelliada. Uh, this is he said when Mitch admitting he's got 42 days to perish until he perishes. What are his top 42 things to do on the North Shore? Oh yeah, well, you got the you got your first jab. Oh yeah, and I got the. Yeah, that yeah, I wasn't gonna be. Oh, I got a, I got my fucking vaccination. No, it's, thing, it's not. Uh, it's not a thing to brag about. It's it's not yeah. any any one person. If we if one person listening to this knows like is is at all influenced by us saying we both got jabs and maybe they go do it, then that's worth talking no, about for ten seconds. When I came up on Patreon because I, I saw on Discord, I shared like the link to book you like the one of those websites that helps you show the first available appointment. Uh, Reddit guy developed a course for the government can't. Uh, and yeah, mentioned that I had I finally had my jab with my first appointment got cancelled. But I had one of those doctors that pretty much told me like, you know, when you when this happens, you're going to die. You know, it's like, but it was like, you know, you're getting blood clots. Is this risk? Is that risk? You know, four between four and forty two days, whatever. Telling me like, oh, you know, I don't want it. She didn't want because she didn't want to hurt the risk because it was obviously attached to her name. 
and I get that, but I remember I felt like, and I know I had another friend with a similar experience the same day. I walked out and like, oh, I'm I'm gonna die. <laughs> I've had my jab, <laughs> and uh, that's it. I've got 42 days, so I'm dead. So, yeah, I took 42 things to do on the North Shore. One, please don't leave the North Shore. Yep. Two races. <laughs> yes, that's what we do. Well, no one leaves, but that's the best thing to do on the North Shore. Yep. And then yeah, second one racism, third one nepotism. Yep, of course. Uh, fourth, <laughs> vote for Tony Abbott, which yes. I guess is kind of racism yes. in itself. Fifth, Franks from credits, whatever that means. But, <laughs> Franks from credits. Yeah, you have your friends, you sit around and you frank them. That's oh, um, uh, write a letter to your council to ensure that no mosques are built. That's it. That's another yep. one. Again, uh, that's just racism. Drop your uh, wallet and accidentally buy a house at an auction. You'd walk uh, past yep, and yep. your wallet falls out of your That's it. Uh, um, stay <laughs> at one of your six rental properties just for a laugh. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, break get do the getaway. See those people doing the getaway from lockdown when they drove to their, their rental properties. They're sorry, they're um, is that a real houses. thing? I was joking. Yes. Uh, actually, no, that. having a holiday house is one thing. It having is. a rent, like, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, do inspe- uh, do uh, unplanned inspections on all your tenants. Yeah, you just drive there, you turn up, you look at. <laughs> anyway, Wayno. Further to Ben's question, will Simo be taking over on Boomerang? He's the press Broncos guy, and I can have some of Mitch's NBA card boxes in his will. Uh, no, depressed Broncos guy. I, don't, I think Simo's too depressed. I think how, lo- how long would a me and Simo podcast last before falling out? Like eight minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how long did an Among Us game last before yeah. falling out? But yeah, about <laughs> eight minutes. Uh, 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 two more questions. The score says, what is the best center wing combination and why is it Jack White and Ben Hampton? Sorry, missed, Jack Graham and missed, Ben Hampton. Uh, good yeah, answer, but you missed Brenton Sloan as well. I'll go back up. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, best center wing combination is Granville and Hampton. What, Junior like, Vivi and Kane Morgan. Good old like <laughs> mate Todd Payton. Still in chief. <laughs> is he Bre- doing a Costanza? Like- <laughs> <laughs> He's got a better job lined up. That's it. Brenton Sloan. If the Raiders lose by less than fifty to the Storm on Thursday, can that be considered a moral victory? Uh, no. You got to start winning some games, but you'll probably get smashed. But maybe mm. you won't. Maybe you want. They're still trying to figure out that weird the, how, how they introduce Harry and how they introduce Paps with Hines there. So maybe they only move by 40. Who knows? And the last question from G Bannerman says, have six, six, uh, have six against more ball and play to reduce the number of ways you can win a game. It's like creating flat cricket pitches, not just having four quick bowlers straight with consistent intensity. It's a great metaphor. Um, I, Actually, it's a similar because you said like, but it's great nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course, it's reduced the number of ways you can win a game. Like, it's, I mean, we've went over this a lot of times in the past, but yeah, it has it's made the game more one out than it's ever been. More one out hit ups up the guts, more working your way up the middle of the field. There's less ta- the set plays and tactics than there was in the past. Less, you know, say you get a penalty, you have 30 seconds to think, keep the ball down the field, set a set up. That's gone. Uh, yeah, it, it's the hardest way to win a game. The game is played in the middle of the field until the team's gas and then teams spread it. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's it. Come to the end of another show. Um, again, hope you're all staying relatively safe in lockdown. Enjoy this weekend's games. Um, hopefully there's some fun ones in there. Uh, Mitch, do you have anything else? No, I'm good. Excellent. All right, well, we'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>